My name is Owen Flynn and welcome to episode 52 of the Trail Running Ireland podcast, sponsored by EcoTrail Wicklow on September 24th, 2022. With so many distractions and stressors in life, isn't it so important to be able to leave all those distractions at home when we go out to train, to run in the moment, to experience that state of flow? And that's what we're talking about this week with our special guest, Tomás de Ibala, who is about to set off on an amazing adventure of running 40,000 kilometers around the world. Everybody, get your running gear on, let's go. Hey everybody, hopefully you're all doing well and hopefully everybody has got through the warm weather okay of the last few weeks and maybe even are feeling stronger as a result of it because as we spoke about in last week's show with Rene, the positive effects of warm weather training, it has been proven to be just as beneficial as altitude training in many, many ways. With Rene on holidays this week himself, getting some warm weather training hopefully in, in his native Denmark, we're actually going to go straight to our feature interview this week with our special guest Tomas, but just before we do a shout out to our show sponsor for the next few weeks until their big race day on september 24th in bray county wicklow eco trail wicklow of course thank you guys for supporting the show and they have lots of exciting things planned for the event this year wicklow wolf of course will be on hand at the finish line handing out some of their exceptional locally produced craft beers the eco trail wicklow team are also working on getting some live streaming in place at the finish line and maybe over the last couple of kilometers of the course as well as well as organising a tour of Glendalough for anybody who might be up for the weekend to take on any of the four distances of 19 kilometres, 30 kilometres, 46 kilometres and the big one of 80 kilometres. Race numbers for Ecotrail Wicklow did set out well in advance last year so do make sure guys to get your race numbers as soon as possible so as not to be disappointed. For our special guest slot this week, something a little different as we are going to talk to a fascinating long distance runner from Poland but currently living in London, Tomasz Drybala. Tomasz first fell in love with running in 2018 when running became a way to improve his mental health after getting divorced and losing his business. He completed his first challenge in 2019 when he walked 5 million steps in 100 days and by the end of the challenge he was running, exercising 12 to 14 hours a day. After that he attempted to run 11,000 kilometers from Hanoi to Vietnam to Bali through Indonesia but was forced to stop that, change his plans as the world locked down due to the COVID pandemic. But now in a few weeks time, Tom who is a master of running in the moment, running in a state of flow is about to set off on an amazing adventure of running 40,000 kilometers around the world. Tom, you're very welcome to the show and it's really great to have you with an Irish audience for the first time. You've done lots of podcasts and interviews and articles all around the world talking about your your ultra running and your running with flow so it's a real treat for us in trail running ireland to have you with us on the podcast today thank you very much for having me and it's absolute pleasure as you said it's my first podcast in ireland so it's really nice to talk to you today 
Brilliant. Um, Tom, we'll get straight into it because there's so much to talk about and I'm fascinated to hear your opinions and methodology and your training and just in all aspects of life, really. But before we get to know Tom, the, the runner, and what he's doing now, maybe could you talk to us about who was Tom before he became this incredible ultra runner and master of flow and has this amazing big project to run the circumference of the world who, who was tom before that and what led you into this new <laughs> you, you new, know, new amazing superhero <laughs> you know most of all i'm the father of two amazing boys um, i have a two sons in london age 10 and 17 at current time and you know professionally i was always running my own businesses since the age of 19 I was traveling through through Poland originally. I'm from Poland, but for the past 21 years, I actually live in London. And I was traveling through many cities in uh, in Poland, working in many cities here. Then I moved to London. I in 2001, I was working first in the really normal job like cleaning the dishes working on a building site. Then I was working as a waiter, even as a kitchen porter. So it was just a really beginning at uh, early 20, at early of my 20s. And uh, then um, I started uh, my first company in United Kingdom. And it was just, you know, going like this from one business to another. Some of the companies will go well, some of them not so good. And um, at some point, I uh, my life become a bit difficult for me. In 2015, I lost my business. I wasn't, I get also divorced. I wasn't living with my family any longer. I wasn't living with my two sons. So I got through some really difficult time in my life. And at that time was actually when I started running really intensively. And then the journey goes really fast for me. Yeah. Well, Tom, you're talking to another divorced person here. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times that I was divorced around the same time, actually, 2016. And like you, running was just a, a wonderful medicine every day to help get through those tough times. And, and why was it um, running that became your passion and your hobby? Why not football or cycling or another form of leisure? What was it that got you into running? You know, I wasn't ever interested in any sport at all. Nothing at all. (laughs) The only thing which I was doing actually for about 18, maybe 20 years, it was a bit of running. So, you know, until that event in 2015, 2016, I was running like maximum twice a week, half an hour um, after the work, just to clear my mind, you know, from the uh, work stresses. And that was actually the only sport which I was ever doing. And um, because, you know, when all those events happened and I wanted to, I I felt really bad and I wanted to improve my mental health. And the running was the only sport which I did know a bit. And it was actually working on me. It was helping me to clear my mind. Mm -hmm. So I just started doing this uh, more intensively. And in 2016, I started running like five, six times per week, a bit over one hour. Then it took me until the uh, 2018. And in March 2018, I decided that I will start uh, training for some kind of the big challenge. I didn't know at that time yet what it will be, but I decided that, okay, I, I, I want to push it more my limits. 
And then in 2019, when the Ross, the guy who was who swam around the Great Britain, he finished the, you know, his swim, and I decided that if that guy can spend nearly 200 days in the sea, I can actually do some crazy running challenges. And I started uh, training even more. And then in April 2019, I begin my first big challenge. Yeah, and Tom, I mean, lots of people start running. Um, and it's a reminder your story as well that if any of us have friends or family members that are going through tough times to to give them a helping hand to encourage them to come out the door for a run and it's amazing the the, the healing processes that can go on while we're running and especially in trail running L- lots of people do start running but not many people end up doing such a wonderful challenge that you did where you, you completed so many miles, so many kilometers, and you began this challenge of running all around the world. And um, have you always had this drive from when you were young um, that I can see that you use setting up businesses when you moved to London in, in a new country, in a new city. Um, there was a drive somewhere to try and become a successful businessman. Then you started running and instead of just settling and being just a normal runner that runs five or six days a week, all of a sudden you had these massive dreams to do something big. Where does that come from? Because not everybody has that time like like you have. Yeah, you know, when I started running, my interest was always from the very beginning, not really about that on that um, physical aspect of running, but on that mental aspect of running. For the first 40 years of my life, I was really struggling with anxiety, stress, and overwhelm. And when I started running, when I started, when I increased my trainings and I started focusing more on mental health, um, I discovered that all those anxieties, stresses, and overwhelms are connected, uh, are rooted in a few traumatic experiences from my childhood. And when I started reading the books about this, I discovered that if we don't heal our traumatic experiences, then we may pass them on the next generation. And I said, as I said at the beginning, I have two sons, age 10 and 17. At that time, it was a few years ago, so they've been a bit younger. And, you know, I just didn't want them to, uh, to feel the same way as I felt. So I decided that um, I want to change my life, that I want to uh, you know, feel all those calmness and satisfaction and fulfillment. And I don't want to feel any longer anxiety, stress and overwhelm. And um, you know, I started the first big challenge. And when I was running the first big challenge, I discovered the state of flow and um, mindful running and active meditation. I started talking with a lot of people. And then the stuff goes crazy because I, uh, you know, I was talking from uh, one person to another, and then uh, <laughs> everything was growing and uh, becoming really big challenge. And now I'm preparing myself to run the circumference of Earth, forty thousand yeah. seventy-five kilometers. So, you know, at the beginning, I never. It, it all started from my uh, needs and wants to improve my mental health and to make some lasting changes in my life. But I, I just keep joking to people that uh, one day I get out from home uh, for a run to improve my mental health and things goes a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm fascinated with it because, you know, you mentioned that you went through some 
childhood trauma that you know has had a negative effect on you and you didn't want to pass that on to the next generation and I'm just fascinated to see how despite that you still had the the confidence in yourself um, and the desire to go on and you know run around um, Hanoi, Vietnam, Bali, Indonesia back in 2019 when you you know you first set that target of, of walking five million steps you know so it's 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 a great testament to the strength of character that despite maybe being, you know, I don't know what happened when you were younger, but despite maybe being put down, that you were able to bounce back. And yeah, but you know, to, you, to, know to, you mentioned yeah. that 5 million steps in, in Asia. If I will know how hard it will be at the beginning, uh, probably I will never start it. So but <laughs> <Okay>. then you know, <laughs> when, when I did like, you know, one quarter than half of the challenge, I just wanted to finish. I just wanted to continue. But, you know, as I said, that probably if I will know how hard it will be, then, uh, then I will never start it. But then when I finished the challenge, I yeah. knew that I can train for anything in my life. Yeah. My okay. confidence exploded and I know that I can do whatever I want to do in life. Yeah, it was like you were left free, you know, the, the, the dreamer, the, the dream that you had became a reality. And all of a sudden you realized, yeah, you were empowered. You could do something super and do something really um, wonderful with your body and with your running. And then maybe to, to move on to the next step, you, you went on this incredible journey. And I, I think you learned, I, I don't know if you learned yourself or if people taught you, Tomas, you, you learned this ability to be in a state of flow while you're running. And I think this would be a really interesting part of our interview for the listeners, because I think we can all take a lot from maybe what you're going to tell us and hopefully teach us a little bit in the next couple of minutes about this um, wonderful state of flow that you have an ability to get into. And hopefully you can share some of that with us. You know, it was really organic journey for me to experience the flow for the first time. I didn't know even the name, um, I didn't know at all what is the state of flow. And because, you know, I'm originally from Poland and I was living in London, I never seen so many snakes. And then when I go to Asia and I was running through all these little roads through the jungles, um, villages and fields, etc., the snakes was absolutely everywhere. And I was simply afraid of the snakes because a few times I almost step on a snake. And because, as I said, that I go through some uh, childhood traumas and I, did have, I was really struggling for many years with anxiety, stress, with focus. And um, um, I was always dwelling on the past, worrying about the future and never been in the present moment. And because I was afraid of the snakes, I couldn't dwell on the past and worry about the future any longer because I did have to see what is in front of me. And then when I was focusing really strongly on the road in front of me to not step on the snake, at some point I started running like crazy distances, 50, 60, 70, 80 kilometers, even 100 kilometers a day. And then I repeat this one, two, second, third, fourth day, the second week. And not only this, after the running for a few hours, I was able to open my laptop and sit down to, to my emails and to work and then work for another few hours. So, you know, I got curious what is happening with me because I never experienced that kind of the feeling before because I, it was so much effortless and I could just, you know, do uh, this for hours to focus on a task at hand for hours. And that's sure. how I discovered <laughs> the state of flow. 
If I can interrupt for a second, I'm curious as well, because most of us struggle if we try and increase our mileage from 50 miles a week to 60 miles a week. (laughs) You know, you went very quickly up to what, 40, 50, 60 kilometers a day. (laughs) How did your body survive that increase now you know obviously you're not at race pace <laughs> you know you're you're probably way down in zone one you know uh, you know i don't know if you've heard myself and Rennie talking in the coaching part of the segment we talk about the importance of zone one and zone two running and being very controlled so i presume it's a very very steady pace and how did you find that the physical challenges as you were mastering the mental challenges well what about the physical challenges of running yeah, you know, it all it, it all started. I mean, the, the trouble started when I was running that five million steps challenge. I, for the previous over one and a half year, I was training in London and I was, you know, um, building my strength. But then, actually, when I get to Asia and I started running that five million steps, and I started increasing my uh, daily steps from about 40,000 steps. That was the part which I finished in London. And then increasing this to 50, 60, 70,000 steps. You know, many joints, muscles, and uh, bones, uh, it was really showing up and it was really hard um, to pass this. And yeah. uh, to be honest, I have no blood ideas. Many people asking me about this, but I have no blood idea from where I get so much strength. When I think back about this challenge, it was pretty much impossible to, to pass this. But yeah. I think because, you know, I was driven by this strong motivation to um, resolve the issues which I did have in my life and to not pass those issues on my on my uh, sons, then I think that strong motivation really gave me the strength to pass this challenge. And when I passed this first challenge, the next, next challenge wasn't so much difficult that only three weeks later, I started running um, 11,000 kilometers uh, through Asia just with a backpack. But you know, when we think about this, I passed the entire distance within a year. So when we divide all of this on a um, um, daily distances, on the breaks, which I did have in between the runs, on the weekends, which I didn't run, I, I always did have some time for the recovery for okay. giving my time, uh, the time to my body to, you know, to rest. But uh, of course, I did have a lot of troubles along the way. Um, yeah. you know, I was struggling financially. I uh, 16,000 kilometers altogether in both challenges. I passed in three pairs of shoes. So at some point, I was like, you know, using the duct tape and uh, uh, stripes to keep those shoes on my on my feet so you can imagine what was the conditions of my feet (laughs) and Tom talk to us about the the state of flow and was it during that challenge that you began to teach yourself or did somebody teach it to you and maybe if you could talk to us about um how tomorrow when we all go out for our usual run on whatever day of the week it might be how can we try and get in that state of flow as well like you do so regularly sure so you know when i discovered the state of flow i become the curious how all of this working and i started reading a lot and um, then actually uh, still when i was running through asia i started speaking at the universities i contacted a lot of universities in thailand malaysia and singapore 
and I quickly created the program um, mindful running and active meditation program and uh, started teaching people how to create conditions for flow and how to use um, active meditation to remove the flow blockers. Um, so the journey actually later, when I started getting into the state of flow and my you know, prefrontal cortex started resetting and when all my nervous system started resetting because I was getting into the state of flow, I kind of completely get out of my way. I stopped criticizing myself. I stopped doubting myself. And you know, the, the things goes really crazy and really fast for me still when I was running um, uh, through Asia. And um, I credit, um, um, you know, discovering the state of flow and then starting regularly getting into the state of flow. For all of this, I credit uh, uh, practicing mindful running and active meditation because this is what was creating conditions for flow. And this was what was actually removing the uh, flow blockers. So if you want to, you know, try very quickly um, and, you know go even tomorrow for a run because you know i was running some crazy distances but you can achieve the flow even when you run one kilometer or when you run uh, five kilometers so those three most basic conditions which you have to create for flow and of course i will add here that there is no guarantee that you achieve flow but if you create those conditions then there is a high possibility that you may have a chance to get into the state of flow. So the first condition is to set clear goals. So for example, when you're going for a run um, and you are going out of the home and saying, oh, I will see how I feel. And maybe I will run five, 10 kilometers, maybe one hour, I will see how I feel. That's not a flow inducing goals because it's an abstract goal. But if you're going out for a run and you plan that you will run at a certain pace for one hour, or, for example, like in my case, that you will run the um, certain distance, then this is a flow-inducing goals because that's the concrete goals. Okay. The second condition is to create the challenge skill balance because, uh, um, you know, if you're going for a run and usually you are running 10 kilometers daily and you set yourself to run... 30 or 40 kilometers today that then your skills are too high for and then your challenge is too high for the skills and more likely you get overwhelmed and maybe even anxious and you cannot achieve the flow so the um skills you need to uh, try to achieve flow in an um, activity which you love, which uh, you like, which is your passion. So I presume that's um, running, but uh, you need to have the, you need to also put some effort into this running, then you can achieve the flow. So the sweet spot for the skills is a 4%, uh, the sweet spot for the uh, challenge is uh, higher by 4% comparing to your skills. And on the other side, if your skills are higher than the challenge, then more likely you will get bored and you also cannot get into the state of flow. And the third condition is the feedback which you get from your runs. So um, this can be interior and exterior feedback. So for example, I can explain this very easily um, uh, in a situation when you're racing. So when you're racing, you have the 
person in front of you, you get the feedback from your body that you feel really strong today and you can actually increase your peace. You may get the feedback from your coach shouting on you that you can run faster today. And then you set your goal uh, to pass the person which is in front of you. Of, in front of you, you already run in a certain speed, and then you increase your um, challenge. So you uh, decide on your uh, skills and challenge balance, and you decide that you pass the person in front of you. You pass that person in front of you. You get that feedback again from your body that you feel really strong today and then you set another challenge another goal to set the person in front of you another person in front of you and this way you are creating the conditions for flow and there's a high possibility that you may get into the state of flow yeah it sounds like there are just three ways also thomas of distracting your mind from everything else that's going on during the day, whether it's work pressures, family pressures or whatever, by setting those targets, by listening to your body, by observing maybe other runners around you in a race, you're just helping your brain forget about everything else as well, aren't you? That's correct. You are focusing on the present moment. You are focusing on what is here and now. And it's really important to say here that flow can exist only in the present moment when your full attention is on here and now. Yeah, sometimes, Tom, myself personally, I find that actually quite hard to do. If I'm out for a 65, say, 70-minute run daily, I, I might be able to do that on my own for about 10 minutes, and then I find that my mind wanders or I get bored, you know, because I'm just running along and there's nothing to stimulate me because we're all so used to being stimulated every couple of minutes with our phones, with work requests, family requests or whatever it might be. And I don't know what you think of this time, but what I do is I actually bring my iPhone with me just so I can listen to podcasts, not because I want the phone with me, but just because I like listening to podcasts, the interviews I listen to yourself, for example, and I find that actually listening to podcasts helps me get in my zone when I'm running because I'm enjoying the conversation and then my body just relaxes and I forget about everything else going on. So I don't know if that's cheating a little bit or if we're cheating when we're going out with our fancy high tech watches and we're looking at our heart rate and our pace. What are your thoughts on bringing technology with us on our running? I mean, you know, some of the technology may give you a bit of feedback but probably what you are saying now about this relaxation, you are not saying now about the state of flow, but you are saying now about the runner's high. And this is something different. Runner's high is pretty much easy to, to achieve because that's the chemical reaction. Sometimes it's enough that you just get out of the home and put your shoes on and starting running and you can get into the runner's high. When it comes to the flow, and uh, the distractions like your, you know, like hearing the, the music or listening to the podcast, probably it will be really difficult to get into the state of flow when you distract yourself from this. Now, to get to the state of flow, you have to put yourself really strongly into, I, I use the wrong, wrong words now, not put yourself really strongly, but um, create conditions when you can get into the present moment awareness. So, simply the mindfulness can help you with this active meditation mindful um running you can do this and um, you, you said that you have you, you get bored or 
um, uh, that motivation to run um, is not that much strong because you can keep that running for a certain amount of time. You know what I do um, when I'm running sometimes like for eight, 10 or even 12 hours, I'm splitting the distances on really short um, uh, targets. So I'm focusing myself on the nearest 15 minutes, on the nearest two and a half kilometers. So the nearest two and a half thousand uh, steps. And I always say to myself that um, that's the only distance which I have to run today. Because you know, when you have in front of you 70 or 80 kilometers, that you not really have a motivation to get out of the bed. And especially if that's the, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 day in a row when you run those distances or, you know, fourth or fifth week, in like in case of my challenges. So yeah. then I, I rewrite that script, which I have in my mind. And I'm saying to myself that I'm focusing, that I'm running only two and a half kilometers today, the nearly, nearest 15 minutes. And of course, you are tricking your mind at the beginning because your mind is saying to you, no, 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 you want to run 70 kilometers today. But then you're saying to yourself, no, we're going to run only 15 uh, minutes today and then we will see. And you know what is happening? That with the time and practice, you are actually clicking to this and you are starting focusing only on that nearly nearest 15 minutes. And when you are focusing on that nearest 15 minutes, after the 15 minutes, you are achieving your goal. When you are achieving your goal, your mind is releasing a bit of dopamine. And this is the reward uh, drug chemical, which we have in, the, in, in our body. So that way, every 15 minutes, you get a bit of dopamine released to your brain and you feel you're starting feeling great, and the dopamine is the natural, um, uh, nat natural chemical which is giving you the motivation. And this is how I actually run the entire distance. And sometimes you know that ten hours of running is like actually one, or I feel like I actually run for one or two hours. I don't feel, and I don't feel bored, and I'm setting the um rewards for me for myself every 15 minutes that for example i uh, um can uh, um, enjoy the view or i can make a selfie or i can um have some snack or simply rest for one minute um i don't repeat this every single 15 minutes sometimes i repeat this every half an hour but um, my run is from 15 minutes to another 15 minutes. Okay. And Tom, it, it sounds like you're going to need all these skills that you've accumulated over the last couple of years because you're about to embark on an incredible challenge of spending the next three years running around the world. Um, could you briefly tell us about that, Tom, and, and what that project is? And I know you're doing it also for a, for a very good cause as well. Yes, so um, I'm starting um, on the 26th of September. It was planned that I will start on the 28th of August, but because I did have a, a little injury to prevent to you know to to go this further, um, we decided that I will have a, a three weeks break. And actually, yesterday I come back to running uh, again. Good. And um, so I'm Tom, starting on the... How's the injury? It's good to hear that you're human after all. <laughs> like everybody else. Well, what injury did you get? And hopefully it's okay. Yeah, it was just my feet. And, um, you know, I, 
I uh, fight with the proper um, exercise um, exercises after I finish running each time. And this caused that my muscles was a bit too tight and I started feeling uh, uh, pain uh, below my feet. And because it was it was rising, the pain was rising, we decided that I will get a bit of break and then I go for the, um, you know, uh, recovery and rehabilitation. So <laughs> the physiotherapist showed me the proper exercises now. Very, very um, good. And, and Tom, and, out, of, out of curiosity, what um what shoes do you wear for all these running challenges? Because I'm just looking at your website here, and you have a very groovy pair of orange barefoot type running shoes um on you. They're they're certainly not a pair of vaporflies or alpha flies. So what's your runner of choice? <laughs> I, I I don't use them any longer. Those shoes. And <laughs> okay. uh, this was one of the things why I get into the little injury. I mean that the. Shoes Shoes are great for the recovery, and yeah. they are great for um, for you know everyday use and also for running. But because the distances which I run, um, it, it didn't it didn't work for me. Before I was using the Adidas, but now I'm switching to a different pair. And actually, I selected those shoes with the with the uh, physiotherapist. Uh, but because there are some sponsorships potentially involved here, I cannot say the name yet. I hope those sponsorship deals work out for you because that, that was one of the questions that I was going to ask you that, you know, we, we would all love and dream of running around the world um, as, as our full-time day job um, and, and you're doing it. And so, but there must be a big infrastructure support team in place. And um, I presume you're using savings to get through this, looking for sponsorship deals. So it's not just Tom, the runner, who's going to do this, but also Tom, the businessman who has to manage the infrastructure of getting around the world over three years. So it's two big challenges, a sporting challenge and also a, a project management challenge as well. That's that's true. You know, I started planning and um, I didn't know I would be running around the world, but I started planning the big challenge, which is basically this one um, in 2016. And I actually started preparing myself financially and building the uh, different pro products um, which will allow me to run around the world um, in 2016. And, you know, for the fact of running, no one is paying me. No one is giving me the money for this one that I'm actually running daily, few hours a day. Um, I'm running with a backpack and I have a laptop and my mobile phone in, uh, in my backpack. And this is what is actually bringing the, the money. So, you know, after I finish running, I have to open my laptop every day and I have to do the work for the next few hours. Along the way of my running road, I have over 400 events. 300 events are related to my uh, work, that's the workshops and uh, speeches at universities for businesses um, and government institutions, and that's all paid workshops. And then I also do the uh, over 100 philanthropic events uh, to raise funds for UNICEF, for kids in Ukraine, Venezuela, Philippines, and Yemen. And I'm also building a trauma-informed communities along the way of my running road. And those two activities are the philanthropic activities. But when it comes to business, that's the workshops which I have along the way. I wrote the book and uh, the book is going 
uh, on the market on the 10th of January 2023, so when I will be running through United States. Um, I created the eight-week coaching program, how to use mindful running and active meditation to get into the state of flow. And this can be accessed from any place around the world. And I have also contracts with a few agencies which are organizing my uh, speeches along the way. And I have also the contract with um, um, uh, sponsorship agencies and we are looking for the sponsors to, who are interested you know, to support me along the way. So there's a lot of different elements which coming together, which I was creating for the past um, few years. I, I wasn't, uh, I wouldn't count think here if someone wants to uh, go ahead with a challenge like this or the smaller ch smaller challenge. I wasn't counting here on the sponsors because that's something that I was trying to get for the past few years. And I actually didn't manage um, to cover all the costs from the from the sponsorships. Um, so probably it will be difficult for anyone to, 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 to make this happen. So you have to actually create the business around what you do to be able to, to you know, run for the next few hours uh, for the next few years it's inspirational tom on many levels not just from a sporting point of view but from a business point of view as well it's um it's incredible entrepreneurship it really is and and i saw in one of your interviews that you did as well that you're making sure that you do have weekends available where you can go home to your base in london and see your two sons and see your family so what while you have this immense running challenge and we often get consumed by our running and our running goals that you're still making sure that you have time for everybody else as well yes you know you know that, that that's the way how that that's the mindset that's the way how i see this for me it's not really important to pass this challenge as soon as possible. This is not, I'm, I'm not competing with anyone and I'm not trying to beat any world record. Now for me, it's important if I manage to um, reach to at least one person a day and to help to at least one person a day to uh, resolve those issues, get rid of anxiety, stress and overwhelm, unlock focus, creativity and joy. This is, the, this is what drives me. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm achieving my goal every day when I pass the distance, when I open my laptop and when I go for a meeting, when I talk with the people and when I can inspire someone and motivate to keep moving. And as you said, I have two, two sons in London and I cannot just go for three and a half years because I planned this yeah. challenge for 40 months. They yeah. need a father. So, yeah. you know, um, there is a, the, the challenge is divided on four stages. Um, after every stage, I have a one-month break because we have a tr we have to transport equipment from one continent to another uh, continent. So then I will see my sons. We have a uh, five um, uh, breaks, school breaks in uh, in United Kingdom. So for all all of these breaks, I have uh, one week at least one week for three one week and for two two weeks um, break from running. And then I will see my. Uh, sons and you know when you think about the entire challenge 40,000 kilometers 25,000 miles it's a lot 40 months it's a lot but when you divide this on uh, little chunks it's not so difficult I'm running Monday Tuesday 75 kilometers each day Wednesday I have a dough off for recovery then I'm running Thursday Friday uh, 75 kilometers each day and then Saturday and Sunday I have a time for recovery then if you divide the entire day on those 15 minutes chunks 
it's manageable. Anyone can do it. Of course, it takes time to prepare yourself for this. But, you know, as I said at the beginning, I, I was never a sport person. Um, I was never really interested in sport. And I just start from the zero. If I did it, anyone on the earth can do it. Yeah. Well, listen, Tom, we wish you the very, very best of luck from the trail running Ireland community. And I know we have lots of Polish trail runners in Ireland as well that we regularly see at trail running races around Ireland. So hopefully they're listening in and I'm sure they'll be supporting you as well. We look forward to your book coming out, Flow Up, Get Rid of Anxiety, Stress and Overwhelm and Unlock Focus, Creativity and Joy. We look forward to seeing that in January. And I'm sure we can follow you on social media. On your website, Tomas, drybala.com. Um, and if anybody's interested in doing those flow courses, um, I'm sure they'll be able to find out more information there. Is there anywhere else, Tom, that we can look to see you um, over the next couple of years? Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to be running in Ireland as part of your world tour. England might be the closest that we get to see you. But hopefully we might see you running in a race in Ireland sometime soon. Maybe, probably not for the next uh, 40 months (laughs) because I will be somewhere around the world. But yeah, maybe someone wants to join me. You know, probably you have listeners not only from Ireland, but from other countries. So maybe somewhere is someone is somewhere when I will be running through. So, of course, people can join me along the way. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for for inviting me to your podcast and for, for talking with me today. A real pleasure, Tom. All the best and good luck with everything, both running and non-running. All the best. Thank you very much. There we have it for this week, guys. A big thank you to Tom for joining us on the show. And we wish him well on his running travels and all his entrepreneurial projects that go in tandem with his running adventure around the world. Thanks again to Eco Trail Wicklow on September 24th for supporting the show this month. Do make sure to sign up, guys, before bib numbers do sell out. And thank you to you guys, the listeners, who, as I mentioned in the last podcast, have helped us rank fifth globally in trail running podcasts do pop over to patreon as well if you can to support the show guys every little bit helps and only one thing left to say everybody get your running gear on let's go